everyone, welcome to another episode of the new chats. Today I am really excited to talk to you all about more of a deeper subject. I feel like the past episodes were a lot about me and then also just about um, what I want this podcast to be about. But today's episode is going to be pretty personal. I am going to talk a lot about being a first generation American. I'm going to talk about racism, colorism, um, and just my experience of all of it. So I'm really excited to get into this episode. But before I do that, I do want to thank everyone who has listened to the podcast so far. Um, a couple days ago, I did announce the podcast on social media. And I've got such amazing feedback from, you know, friends and family, and also people that I actually haven't spoken to in years who've listened to the episodes and provided feedback to me. So I am so thankful for that. That means a lot to me. And I'm just so happy that so many people can relate to different things. Um, I really want this podcast to be relatable to a lot of different groups of people. So I'm really excited. And I'm excited to get into this specific episode. So let's get started. I titled this episode, Where Are You From? And I titled that because that is probably one of the number one questions I get in my life in general. I would say growing up throughout, you know, grade school, high school, and then especially into college and now even, I get this question all the time. And I even get this question in like random strange places like the grocery store or the mall. Like this question I get from all different types of people and it's from males and females, it's from all different ages and I do find the question somewhat annoying I would say. I think for me it seems like a very uneducated question. I personally think that you asking me like hey, are you Indian? That seems a lot more educated. But I mean, I don't take offense to the question. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with the question. But I do usually answer it with some sort of sarcasm just because I think that's kind of funny. So usually if people ask me, where are you from? I usually say I'm from Ohio. And then they'll be like, no, but like, where are you from? And then I usually say, well, my parents are from India, so I'm Indian. But technically, I am not from India. So, I mean, it is kind of annoying to answer that way. But um, I do think it kind of makes people question their question. Um, so I do think that's good for them. Um, but I just wanted this episode, I feel like that kind of ties into everything. Um, just like your identity, like where are you from? Um, And I think a lot of us struggle with identity, whether or not, you know, you are a minority. So if you are in the United States and you're a different race, but white, you're obviously a minority. And I think I would say those groups struggle the most probably with their identity, just because, you know, you're not in your country or you're not with people who are look the same as you or raised in the same culture as you all the time, you're having to mix in with other groups of people. Um, But I think for me, I think to kind of start off this topic, I kind of want to take it back to like being a young kid. So for me, you know, when you're young, you are, I would say, pretty innocent. And I don't think there is a time that I can remember being a young girl 
being Indian and going to school and thinking it was weird that I was the only Indian kid. I honestly don't remember at all being young. Probably I would say under like 12 years old, I don't ever remember having class with another Indian or having an Indian in the same grade as me. So I was usually always the only Indian. And then on top of that, I grew up in areas, so like like I said before, I was born in Alabama and then my parents moved to a small city in um, Ohio called Fairborn. And both locations, I would say the majority of people were white. So I didn't even have other races really. It was just white people and then me. So I never really questioned that. Like I think being a child, you just kind of go into those things as just being innocent. Um, but I remember I was in first grade. I remember all the girls like this certain boy. And, you know, that's the time when, like, you know, you start getting little crushes. And I remember all these girls really liked this guy. And he was a white kid. And I obviously kind of just felt the same way. I was like, okay, I think he's cute too. And I was like a little girl crush and I liked him too. But I specifically remember him. Basically, he called me. He said, you look like, you look sh- like shit. Like the color like basically I look like the color of poop and I remember like when I think about that now I honestly don't remember the specific details I just remember being called that and sometimes I wish I could go back to see like what I was thinking during that time like if I felt like offended or if I just kind of brushed it off I think knowing my personality I probably honestly brushed it off and tried to like spin the situation because I hated feeling embarrassed. I've always hated feeling embarrassed or not feeling cool. That's just always been who I am. So I always like, there were a lot of times where I compromised certain things just to feel cool. So I could see myself as a little girl probably doing the same thing and just trying to brush it off and be like, it's not a big deal. So I feel like that was my first story that I can remember of like blatant racism. But then after that, I feel like from first grade up until high school, I would say, I felt like I was playing this constant game of fitting in. And honestly, I feel like I didn't realize I was playing this constant game until... I got to college. I feel like if someone asked me before college, do you feel like you're discriminated based on the color of your skin or feel any type of racism? I would have honestly probably said no. I and I definitely think Indians in particular, I personally, this is just my personal feelings. I definitely think when it comes to like racism and discrimination on a higher level, I don't think we are like the same as other minorities, specifically if you talk about African Americans in America. I don't think Indians have that same experience, but I'm not saying that we don't have experiences. I just don't think it's at that same experience. But at the same time, I do think 
if I look back at my life now, especially through grade school, through high school, did I experience discrimination or just not fitting in because of not being white? I would 100% say yes. And I especially remember like second through like fourth grade, I was in like the local public school. And I just remember like, finding I always wanted I constantly just wanted to be popular that was like a thing for me that meant a lot and I know for some people that doesn't but for me I felt like that meant a lot to me so I started hanging out with this group of girls and I remember they would make fun of me for a lot of things not necessarily like my skin color but like the way I looked so I would wear my hair and my mom would braid my hair and she would put me in braids a lot. And then I would also dress pretty conservative as far as clothing. And that's when, you know, st kids started getting really into like limited to was a big thing. And then like Abercrombie Hollister. And I wasn't really like allowed to wear certain things like that. And like my culture itself was pretty strict. And then even as far as like jewelry and like my hair, like there was just a lot of stuff that played a role into like my appearance. And I definitely didn't look like the other girls as far as leave alone my skin color. I felt like I didn't look like them in other ways either. So I do remember getting made fun of a lot, but I feel like I got bullied so much that I though, like I would take the bullying. That's the one thing about me I will say. I feel like I was a very strong person when it comes to people saying things about me. I never let it affect me. That was just like always who I was. And I would never like, I wouldn't be sad about it, but I would probably just like, I would never tell my parents about it. And I would just come home and I may cry about it to myself, but I never like expressed it because I always just pushed it down and was like, I'm just going to move past this and I was always very adamant about just moving past the bullying and just taking it but still being their friend and I was always this girl I remember like you know in friend groups like someone's gonna mess up and then when someone's mess up someone else can take their place so I remember I was basically always the backup friend so I remember getting so excited when, like, I remember this birthday party. Um, the the couple friends in my group, they no longer liked one girl because of something. And I don't even remember what that thing was. And I originally wasn't invited to this birthday party. But because they were no longer friends with this girl, I remember they invited me. And I remember I was so excited. I was just so excited to be a part of a group and be a part of something. And then honestly, that kind of carried over into somewhat middle school and then high school. But in middle school and high school, it wasn't really about being bullied. At that time, I think I had established like my personality. And at that point... I just was longing for a group of friends and I was fine if they weren't the most popular, but I was definitely going to adapt and change who I was to be included in that group. And I 100% did this in high school. And it's kind of weird for me to talk about just because, I mean, 
high school was not that long ago. So I feel like to people who knew me in high school, this may be a shock to you all or it may be kind of surprising. But honestly, the group of friends I had in high school were great people and still are great people to this day, but they weren't me. Like I did not relate to them and they just had their own thing. But I tried really hard to make their things my thing just because I wanted to fit in. And now looking back, I'm like, I really don't know what else I would have done because I feel like the group of people I probably would have wanted to be that was more like me, they definitely, I don't think, it's not that they wouldn't have accepted me, but I just definitely did not meet the criteria to be in their group. And I can't call those people out and be like, it's because of my skin color or it's because I wasn't white or I wasn't Indian. But I do think that plays a factor. And that could just mean maybe I'm overthinking it. But I do think that does play a factor because I always remember once people like got to know me and my personality I feel like they would always try to be my friend, but just like on the outside and trying to like include me in groups, that wasn't their thing. So I feel like that was kind of my experience, you know, a lot like high school and below was just really trying to fit in into different groups of people. Um, But then after that kind of, in high school, I would say is kind of where I developed my confidence in my skin color and in being Indian. So I don't know if I feel like people may not understand this, but for me, you know, I always used to say I never really liked guys in high school. I never really, you know, I didn't have a boyfriend or I really wasn't into guys like I was just into having friends. But honestly, it wasn't that. It was, honestly, to be quite blank, I went to school with predominantly white people. And I personally think like most of the white guys there were pretty much attracted to the white girls. And there's no fault in that. That's just pretty much how it is. But I do feel like, I mean, I definitely had crushes in high school and middle school But I would never act on that because I knew I was not like an option. And I do think it would be different if I was white. And, um, you know, you can't predict those type of things and you can't call up people because, you know, people are going to be defensive about that. But I do feel like, you know, it is a thing like I do think, you know, white guys are going to be generally attracted to white females and you know same thing with like minorities I think you you generally tend to be attracted to your race but I think like I remember in high school and stuff it being kind of hard you know when it came to like dates to dances things like that like I always had guy friends but past that I just like knew that wasn't an option So I just acted like, you know, it wasn't a big deal to me and it didn't really matter. Um, But like now when I look back at it, I mean, there's a reason for that. I mean, there is a reason why 
I never acted on it because I didn't want to embarrass myself or make things the situation worse. So I remember like in high school thinking about going to college. I was like, I always wondered, I was like, is college going to be like this? Like, is college going to be the same thing? But then when I got to college, it was a whole different ballgame. I don't know if people just grow up or, you know, there's people coming from all different areas and cultures and races coming together in one place so it's a lot different but I came to college and I swear like everything changed people just were a lot more open and I didn't even go to a school that was um I would say like super open. I went to a school in Kentucky. So I went to a Southern school. So it's not like I went to some inclusive school, but I still feel like that was the first time where I like, honestly, in my life first started receiving like attention from males and it was of all different races. I would say it was like definitely like more specific races than the other, but, um, I would say like I did receive like attention from guys that I never had before and I was like wow okay this is so different like okay cool I'm not ugly or I'm not weird like guys are actually gonna like me and it was just like interesting to see that shift I think um I think a lot had to do with you know being in an area where there's more people of different races so being more comfortable and also like think it would have been different like I think about if I went to a high school of different races I probably would have had um more attraction like more like a relationship experience because I did go to a school with predominantly white people so I do think it was interesting how that kind of like shifted and I do think it kind of played a huge role in my life um I think as females, you know, you're obviously going to be attracted to people who give you attention. Like, you're not going to go totally out of your league. At least that's what I feel like. So I do feel like, you know, where you're getting the most attraction for is like who you're going to be attracted to. Um, But I do think it was interesting how that fully like shifted um, in college. Um. And just like seeing people be more open. And then also seeing also definitely people were more open. But then you would also hear the stories of people being cruel and racist and judgmental. Um, But college definitely was a different ball game from high school. It was I felt like I finally started to find my place. So leave alone like, you know guys and being guys being attracted to me and things like that I finally started to find my place as far as my friends and just other people like other girlfriends and guy friends like I finally felt for the first time in my life I was being myself and that was such a good feeling because it felt so great to finally not have to conform yourself to something you're not or you know like things that you're not even into or fake that you want to be a part of this or fake like you want to go to this concert that you hate the music to I feel like I did all of that in high school and finally I found people that I actually relate to I actually want to be my friends 
And that's what I loved about college. Like I loved that you can find your people and it didn't matter because there was no like popularity game. There was no, it was just like every every person had their own people and no one else cared about who your people were. It was just like you find people who you actually feel the most loved and comforted and the most yourself with. So I really love that about college and I feel like that is when I first finally felt super confident in me as a person. Um, So I definitely, um, I feel like that's where I definitely found my place. Um, And so that's kind of like where I would say I would kind of wrap up this topic about just like being that first generation Indian um, and kind of growing up in high school. I think there's definitely more things that I want to talk about in this topic, but kind of dedicate like specific episodes to episodes to um there's a lot of specific experiences as far as you know growing up indian in more of conservative culture and then how that played a role into certain friendships and the way we did things versus you know a lot of my white friends so i feel like that though just kind of wraps up you know my experience as far as just like the struggles i would say um and looking back now on certain things and kind of my experience but that kind of goes into my next topic which is colorism so honestly if you were to ask me what colorism is like if you asked me this in high school I probably wouldn't really know what it is it was probably not until I would say like a couple years ago is when I really got introduced to like what colorism means and what that is. But basically, colorism is a huge part of Indian culture. And it's not even about, you know, people in the United States and their appearance of beauty and thinking, you know, fair is more beautiful than dark. In India itself, it is a huge thing about, you know, your skin color. I feel like it's always talked about. Um, One of the number one selling products in India is a lotion called Fair and Lovely. And it's basically a whitening lotion. And it basically has like whitening chemicals in it. And this lotion, I remember being a young kid and my parents using this lotion on both my brother and I and even on themselves. And then I remember when we would go to India as a kid, we would always buy so much of this lotion and use it. And this lotion is horrific. Leave alone like the whole concept behind it. But the f- the chemicals in this lotion is so bad for you. But on top of that, it was just the whole marketing for this lotion. It was basically over time, you would get fairer through this lotion. And if anyone knows this product, it's a white and pink bottle. And it has this woman's face on it. And she is definitely not Indian. She is definitely white. She looks pure white. And... But she has, I think, black hair. And this product, like, people were fascinated by it. And so many Indian women did lightning treatments. Like, that was a huge part of Indian culture. I even remember, like, 
always like as far as when I started getting introduced to makeup it would always be like get shades dark lighter than your skin so that you would look lighter and these shades wouldn't even match but even in India itself like if you go to India's makeup counters the, it's so funny because like I, my parents are from the south so in India I would say more um of the woman in the north or just like people in the north are usually a lot fairer than people in the south and it's so funny because like if you go to makeup stores there you won't even see your shade in the store because people purposely wear lighter makeup to make themselves look lighter and um I remember growing up as a child um my parents always telling me especially my mom you know stay out of the sun you're getting too dark like that was of even to this day you know they always say that and I think like if my parents are listening to this they probably honestly wouldn't think anything of it and probably be like you're just overreacting but that's just their culture and that's just the way you know they were raised where you know being lighter was just like the thing the thing people wanted to be even now in India I would say like in Bollywood the stars like the more fair they are probably the more popular but you know things are shifting and I feel like things are shifting because of the younger generation is starting to like embrace their own skin tone and starting to be comfortable in that and making that seem beautiful not that one or the other is more beautiful but I would say even to this day I do think um in India it's a huge part you know always being making sure you're more you're fair and if someone even if someone were honestly if someone were to ask me who do I think are the most beautiful women in the world I would probably say like the northern Indians or um the Middle Eastern woman because they were so much like like shown to us that like that fairer skin is more beautiful and it's honestly really sad like it's I think really sad because I don't think you realize how much it impacts you until you start to get to a stage where you really think about that where you think about you know being confident and beautiful and you start to think about you know your appearance and compare it to other you know people who are you know compared as like people think is the most beautiful and I do think it is something that I do hope that India starts to shift because I don't think it's healthy at all. And I do think there is something to be said for embracing your skin tone, whether it be, you know, lighter or darker. Like, I think it's something to really embrace. And I will say, when I think about Black women today, I specifically really admire a lot of them especially a lot of like the influencers and the people I see on social media who talk about embracing embracing their darker skin tone and you know wearing foundation that matches their skin I really admire that because I'm not sure like the Indian culture is there yet I still feel like we're not at that point and um, I know I would say like our generation is more at that point about like learning to embrace the your color and embrace, you know, what you're given. It's not like something you can change. 
Um, so I will say like I really do admire that about people at least starting to embrace um, their skin tone. And I think it's something that I am pretty passionate about. I just think it's something that, you know, when I think about when I have kids and, you know, if they if they do have a darker skin tone, that they learn to understand that even though that may be the minority compared to their friends, that they're still equally beautiful. And I don't think I really realized that growing up. Um, and I don't think that's anyone's fault. I think it's really just the culture we're raised in. And like I said, I don't think a lot of older Indians would think that um, it's really a big deal or something to get worked up about. Because especially in India, you have to think they're a third world country. So they are looking at beauty standards in the Western cultures. So they are looking at, you know, European women, um, American women, and seeing that as the standard of beauty. So that's something they are admiring and aspiring to be and look like. So I understand where it comes from and where it stems from. But at the same time, like, I do hope we change and that changes with, you know, the times and the culture. And then people start to really just, um, you know, embrace the skin color that they've given. So that kind of wraps up that topic. And then kind of the next thing I just wanted to kind of finish off, finish off this episode would be is kind of like what I would do different now, how I feel like I would raise kids in today's world. And do I feel like people are evolving So I would say as like what I would do different now, I think for me as what I would do different now is I think I would have asked my parents to be a little bit more intentional about us having Indian friends or maybe being in a neighborhood or schools that did have um, Indian people in it. I think at the end of the day, it's really important to have people of the same race as you as you or going through certain same experience as you as friends. Um, I'm not saying like I don't personally believe that like, you know, you should segregate. So like all Indians would go to one school, all white people would go to one school and like you should only have people of that race. I 100% don't agree with that. I'm very much about, you know, having friends of all different walks of life, all different races. But I will say I didn't grow up with really any Indian girlfriends. Um, I went to a church with some Indian people in it, but they were like older people like my parents age. But I did not have really any solid Indian friends growing up. And I do think that did impact my life. I do think like it would be different because now that now I'm at a different stage of life and I do have Indian friends, I feel like there is so much I unpack and relate with them that only they will understand. At the end of the day, your race is a huge part of your identity. And at the end of the day, there's only some things that you're going to identify with that race. And so I feel like there's a comfort in having, you know, one or two people that you know that will kind of be 
like there for you in that way where even your closest friend who is you know not of your race may not ever understand like you can talk to them about these things which I have before but at the end of the day they would never understand and in high school I did have a friend who's half Indian and I remember any time we did talk about these types of things I felt like we connected so much because you know it was a part of her culture and it was a part of mine and at the end of the day like this was a huge part of our lives um but i think in high school we both were so focused on you know trying to find and establish our own identity that we didn't even um honestly we should have just like packed together and been our own thing because i think it would have been a lot better um But, you know, I was so focused on trying to find my own friend group and make this group and, you know, trying to be someone who I wasn't. Um, But I do think that's really important that um, you do have friends of the same race as you or at least someone that's in that same culture. Because I think it's really important that you have someone who understands that. And I'm really thankful that now I do have friends um, who, you know, are Indian, especially like Indian females who I feel like understand and get it. And it's like a very comforting thing to have them because we're able to bond on certain experiences and talk about, you know, what it is like to be a first generation American and, you know, being raised strict and our lives versus our friends' lives and the differences that is. Um, as far as like what I think, do I feel like a people are different now? Yes. I feel like if I look at people at from my high school now, I do think people have definitely learned and evolved over the past couple of years. I think with everything that's going on in our society and just people like being more educated, I definitely do think people have evolved. It's hard though to tell in today's like world what's real and what's fake though. I feel like, you know, a lot of people can post, repost things on social media and you can assume that, you know, okay, they are trying to grow or educate themselves. But at the end of the day, it's really how they treat other people and how they view certain things um that's really what's going to tell you the truth so while I can look at a certain way and say yeah I do think people involved at the same time you really don't know until you get to know that person um as far as like just like raising you know when I think about having children who are not white in this and raising them in an American culture I think there is a balance that you have to find. I think I would say in high school and below, I definitely was very, I wouldn't say anti-Indian, but I definitely did not embrace my Indian culture at all. I was very much like very Americanized and I didn't really accept the Indian culture. But, you know, definitely as I got to college and definitely after college, I think I became a lot more comfortable in accepting my culture. I do think there's still pros and cons to it. But now when I think about raising children, 
I definitely think there is a lot of benefit into still keeping the culture that you were raised in and passing that along to your children. And so now I definitely think I want to be as as possible in tune with my culture and not lose that. I think even if you marry people of different races, you can still keep your culture. And I think it's really important that you do that. And this goes to all races, including, you know, white people, whatever culture you're raised in. Um, and if you were raised in a good culture, I do think it's like important that you take, even if you maybe didn't have the best childhood or, you know, were raised in the greatest situation, I think taking the good from that and, you know, passing that along to your family and to your kids is really important. Um, So that's what I feel like. I definitely want my kids to, you know, appreciate India. I grew up going to India as a child um, and it was a huge part. It was a huge trip for us. We would always go for like more than a month at a time. And, you know, just the simple things in India. India is a really special place. Um, It's very hard for me to go to India and come back to the United States. I'm very affected by, you know, seeing the life people live there and then coming back to the United States. There's just a lot of differences Um, for me, especially like, you know, it is a third world country. So seeing the poverty there really always affects me coming back. But at the same time, I go there and I come back 10 times more thankful. And not only that, I also come back just wanting to be more simple in a way. And I think like when I go to India, I always change as a person. Like if I'm in the United States and I see a spider, I will flip out. But if I'm in India and I see some weird lizard or some weird spider... I honestly can take a deep breath and be okay. And that's just because I'm like, this is India. This is what you got to be. And this is how it is going to be. But I just think um, it's really important to me that like when I have children that, you know, if I can, I take them and I show them my culture and show them how much, you know, India is a part of my life. Um, and I think that's really important for any race that you don't lose your culture and you find that balance, even if you are listing, living, you know, in America, I think that's really important that you find your balance and you find the good things from both culture cultures and tie them in. Um, I can probably do a whole episode all about like Indian culture and what I think is different from Indian and American culture. But that I feel like is a whole different topic that I would have to talk about. But for me, it is important that there are things that I take from Indian culture and pass that along um, to my children. But I think that kind of wraps up everything that I did want to talk about. Um, I feel like I covered a lot of stuff in this episode and a lot of stuff kind of personal to me. Um there are probably be friends who've listened to this episode episode and probably honestly never heard these things or thoughts or feelings. Um, but I think it's something important to share. And I think 
Um, anyone can honestly relate to this episode because I do think we all are trying to find our identity in this world. And so I hope you listening to this episode, if you are a first generation American or if you are a minority, that you can relate to it and that um, you have found your place in your life and you have not trying to be, that you no longer are trying to be someone you're not because at the end of the day, that is not going to find you happiness, um, trying to conform to something you're not. So it's really important to me that um, if you are listening to this episode, that you take away that you are the person you're meant to be and that you embrace, you know, whether that be your appearance or your personality, um, that you will find people who are similar to you. I do believe that we all will find people who are similar to us and find that community. Um, and, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, it's not that you have to have friends who are the same as you, the same race as you, but to have that mixture and to feel that comfortableness with those people. Like some of my best friends aren't Indian, but do I feel 100% myself with them? Yes. And I think that is what is really important. So that pretty much wraps up today's episode. I am so thankful that you all listened. And I would love to hear your feedback on this episode. I know there's a lot that I unpacked. So I would love to hear your thoughts. Um, so DM me and let me know what you think. And stay tuned next week for another episode of A New Chats. Bye, everyone.